Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the second book of Kings, that is Malachim Bet. We are at chapter 15, that is Perak Tesvav. And we had just read of, we finished chapter 14 with the um, days of the kingdom of Yeravam, the, that's Jeroboam II. Uh, it is Yeravam, who is the son of Yehoash, Yehoash, the son of Yehoahaz, the son of Yehu, that um, at this point, long-lasting um, a house of kings of the northern kingdom of Israel. And we learned how, although Yeravam was a, a idol-worshipping evil king, and his uh, kingdom was full of corruption, full of of um, the rich taking advantage of the poor and so on, God allowed the people to have those years of prosperity and success and security in order to test them with the carrot rather than the stick. At the same time, and as this has been the pattern in this entire book, flipping back and forth between the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah, we're going to flip now to the kingdom of Judah, and we'll find at the same time a similar... Uh, um, a similar time of prosperity is going on, and that is what we're about to start uh, reading about the king Azariah. Bishnas Eshrim Vosheva Shona in the 27th year, Yeravam Melech Yisrael, of the kingdom of Jeroboam, Yeravam, the king of Israel, Molach Azariah ben Amatsia Melech Yehuda. Azariah, the son of Amatsia, the king of Yehuda, became the king. Now, uh, we had read that Amatsia was killed by a coup. Um, and then they, but they, instead of re replacing the king with uh, the head of the leader of the rebellion, which consistently happened in the kingdom of Israel, here the house of, the, uh, of David remained king. The people killed Amatsia, that was the second king of Yehuda in a row that was killed by a coup. Um, and, but they placed his son Azariah in his stead to be the king. So. Ben Sheish he was 16 years old when he took over the kingdom. And he ruled for 52 years, Malach Yerushalayim in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Yichal Yahu Mirushalayim from Jerusalem. And he did good in the eyes of God, just as his father Amatsyahu did. And as we mentioned in this book of Kings, Amatsyahu was also mentioned as a good king. The story of where how he went bad during his life and why he ended up getting assassinated, all of that, those details were left for the book of Chronicles. But overall, uh, the Malachim want the book of Kings that we're reading and studying today wants to give us the impression that they were loyal to God. Uh, to, to a large degree, this was in contradistinction with the kings of Israel who almost consistently, uh, pretty much consistently, have been, um, have been labeled as, 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 as evil, as bad kings. These were uh, being put forward as good kings, and so is Uziyahu. Now, we also know from tradition and from the book of Chronicles, more details filled out that Uziyahu slash Azariah was the same person, was um, also in the middle of his career, took a turn for the worse. 
uh, and we'll have a little hint of that in a minute, even though he was faithful to God, this is verse 4, he didn't take away the high places, the, the uh, altars outside the temple, even though they were, they were, they were uh, worshiping God, but they were doing what was wrong by, by f- sacrificing and, and bringing incense to God on these other altars, which should not have been done anywhere else other than in the temple. And God afflicted the king. He became a leper, and he was a leper through his, through his entire life. So, so at some point during his kingship, he became a leper, and he remained that way until his death. Exactly why is not revealed here. It seems to be attached to the fact that he wasn't completely faithful to God. And as we know from other sources, um, like I mentioned before, he was um, he was uh, he uh, the uh, the story goes that he attempted to uh, usurp the priestly worship and bring incense himself, uh, demonstrating his complete lack of understanding of how the temple worked and how the king kingdom and the religion, the pol- the politicians and the religion or the church and state, so to speak, need to remain separate. By trying to usurp that and uniting them, he ended up becoming the Mitzorah, but that, a, a, a leper. Now, that's not here. That's not, remember, in these verses. In these verses, it's just the fact that he wasn't completely faithful to God. God struck him with leprosy. And he remained in the house of, um, literally means the house of freedom. In other words, freedom, a place where he was uh, uh, isolated from others. And his son, Yotam, he was in charge of the house. He was being the judge of the peoples of the land. So in other words, he functioned as king uh, during his father's life because his father's leprosy. And all of the things that Azariah had done, if you want to read about it, you can read about it in the book of Chronicles, uh, the annals of the kings of Judah. He passed away. And uh, he was laid to rest. He was laid to rest with the other kings of the house of David in the city of David. And then his son, Yotam, who had already been functioning as a king, now officially became the king in his stead. So that, that is where we're going to leave the kingdom of Judah for the moment and flip back to the northern kingdom. Until this point, the northern kingdom had... Um, had yeah, a tremendous period of, of wealth, a tremendous period of strength, of expansion, of, of prosperity, and <clears throat> they used that to become even more corrupt, even more uh, oppressive towards the poor, and um, so on, as we mentioned before. And a similar pattern we know was going on in Yehuda under the reign of Uzi, Yahu, and Yotam. Uh, the, we know this from the books of Hosea the, the, uh, and the other prophets who were admonishing the people at this time when we studied all the books together of the Treasar, the 12 minor prophets. Those prophets were all prophesying at this time, criticizing the people for using the wealth that God had given them for bad purposes, for corrupt purposes. Now, when, is the t- when things start getting going downhill completely in the north in the kingdom of Israel and that's what we're going to read about for the rest of this chapter the people were so wealthy and so occupied with their own greed 
that, of course, one of the things that people get greedy about is, of course, money, uh, promiscuity, but also power. And when people fight over power, it causes instability. When it causes instability, it invites enemies. And that's what we're going to read about that decline that occurred in the North. So they failed the tests of poverty. They failed the tests of wealth. And now they are going to self-destruct. And it is important to note that the self, the destruction of the, nor the ultimate destruction of the Northern Kingdom, which we're not going to get through this chapter, but we're going to be reading about the lead up to it and how it happened and in what environment it happened, was of their own doing. It was their own corruption that brought it about. It wasn't through some miraculous event. In the 32nd year of the reign of Uziyahu or Azariyahu or Azariah, all the same person in Judah, Malach Zichariyahu, the king Zichariyahu, this is a name that pops up several times, is of course the prophet Zichariah, who's much, much later in history. Um, and there's a Zichariah, the prophet, which we, we read about during the time of, of Yehoash, which we had. Uh, a couple chapters ago, but this is a different Zechariah who is the fifth in the line of Yehu and for the kingdom of Israel, the son of Jeroboam, the second, the son of Yeravam, Al Yisrael, over the kingdom of Israel. He ruled Bishomron and Samaria Shisha Chadashim for six months. Vayasa Rabbe Ene Adonai, he did bad and evil in the eyes of God, like his forefathers before him. He did not turn away from the sins of Yeravam Benavat, the original king, the king of Israel, who led the people of Israel into sin. And what happened after six months? Shalom ben Yavesh, Shalom, the son of Yavesh, uh, conspired against him by Akeu Kavalam, and he struck him down in front of all the people by Yiseu and killed him by and he took over the crown and he took over the kingship. So this is a complete. Whereas in the Judah, we also had coups, which are also obviously not a good sign, not a sign of stability. But there was some semblance of stability that remained. The coup was done at least in the name of restoring the honor of the house of David by killing a king that the people that perpetrated the coup uh, were claiming that they were doing it to, to um, get rid of a king who's bad. Here, the ki king was killing the, uh, the wannabe king, killed the king simply in order to take over. But yes, there's different Zechariah. So now that Zechariah has been assassinated, you should just know that anything else about Zechariah's reign, if you're interested in reading about what he accomplished in the very short reign of six months, you can read about it in the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. So over here, now we have fulfilled the prophecy that we read many chapters ago. This is the fulfillment of the word of God, that God spoke to Yehu saying as follows, that the fourth generation from you will sit on the throne, and that is exactly how it was. This was the fifth gener the fourth generation from Yehu. There was Yeho Achaz, um, Yehoash, Yeravam, and now uh, Zechariah, and that was the end of the house of Yehu, um, and the end of that period in history the last somewhat stable monarchy to rule the northern kingdom. 
Shalom ben Yavesh Molach Shalom, the king who had just uh, became king by assassinating Zechariah, he became king in the 39th year, the king of Yehuda. So here we have again Uziah being called, Azariah being called Uziah. Again, remember that's the same person. And he was king for a month, a full month in Samaria. Now everything is falling apart. Vayal Menachem ben Gadi mitirza Menachem, the son of Gadi, came from the town of Tirza. Vayavo Shomron, he came to Samaria. Vayachet Shalom ben Yavesh, and he struck down Shalom ben Yavesh b'Shomron in Samaria, in the capital. Vayimiseu, and he put him to death. Vayimloch Tachtov, and he took over the kingdom from him. So this is another coup. Just a month later, so six months to Zechariah, Shalom becomes king for one month. Menachem ben Gadi becomes king. This is a total mess. Now remember, all of this is during a time of relative peace where the kingdom of Assyria had eliminated um, Aram as a major power. That's now a couple generations, a generation or two back. So the people are living in a time when they think everything is fine. So what do they do? Instead of strengthening themselves and building up a solid, stable nation in order to stand up to any future challengers, it just became a big, giant mess where it was just each man trying to be as selfish as possible and get as much power and wealth as they could. So um, if you want to know about what Shalom accomplished during his brief 30 days in command and as a king, V'yeser Divrei Shalom, V'kishro Asher Kosher, and all the details of his conspiracy and his, and, uh, which he tri- in which he killed the king, the whole story is written in the book of Chronicles. It's not the place here to discuss it. You can read it there. And what did this Menachem do? He took over and he struck at Tifsach. He struck down the place called Tifsach. Right? Um, the Eskola Sherba and everything in it, and the surrounding cities, Mitirza, from the, the area of Tirza, Kilopatach. Uh, because they didn't open their doors to him. In other words, they didn't let him in. They closed their gates. So he just struck the whole thing down. Vayach. Eight kol But and, and in order to demonstrate the cruelty and the savagery with which he, he attacked this, this, this city, he chopped open the bellies of all the pregnant women. As, as horrific, as, hor- as absolutely horrific as that sounds, the verse is trying to give us a taste and give us a sense for just how vicious this person Menachem was and just what kind of people we're dealing with, people that are, will kill for anything. Um, and and uh, just to get a general idea of just how far the people sunk. Now, while all this is going on, of course, um, a little to the north, uh, east, uh, the kingdom of Assyria is, now knows what's happening with uh, Israel and the kingdom of Assyria is is ascendant and they're going they're starting to uh, look outward to expand and expand their empire which eventually they did and so so that's what's happening up in Assyria now and they're starting to see that instability in this small nation and they're seeing their chance to take it over and build their own empire 
So, Bishnas Loshim Vateshas, just keep that in the background, keep that in your mind. Bishnas Loshim Vateshas, Ronald Azariah Melchihuda. So, in the 39th year of Azariah, the king of Judah, Malach Menachem ben Gadi al Yisrael, Eshashanim Bishomron. Menachem, the son of Gadi, was the king. He was the one, the king we were reading about, ruled for 10 years. So, he took over from Shalom, who was king for a month. He took over from Zechariah, who was king for <coughs> six months. <coughs> and he himself ruled for 10 years. Just in case you didn't realize that he was an evil guy, he did bad in the eyes of God. He didn't turn away from the path of the original Yeravam, the original king of Israel, who led the people of Israel in sin, and he did that his entire life. And what happened? Just as we warned, Pul, the king of Assyria, came and threatened the land. Now at this point, but it's assumed that Pul is a short for Tiglat Pileser. Tiglat Pileser is a well-known king of Assyria, well-known both from biblical sources, and where he's going to come up and play a significant role very soon within this very chapter. Uh, and he was also well-known from extra-biblical extra sources, um, from archaeological uh, excavations, from, from uh, literature, etc. So Tiglat Pileser, uh, nicknamed the Pul, came from Assyria. But at this point, he wasn't quite powerful enough to conquer them and destroy them, or, or maybe not ready enough to do that. At this point, he wanted to make them a vassal state. And since Menachem, was, uh, the king of Israel, was, it was such a mess, and he did not have the power to hold off Assyria, so he bought, bought them off. He gave them a thousand uh, uh, um, talents of silver. So that... Um, he, 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 his hand would be with him. In other words, he became a vassal king in order to strengthen the kingdom in his hand. So Menachem, rather than stand and fight, figured he'll pay off Assyria, and this way he'll, keep, he'll have the power of the Assyrian crown behind him and keep him as the king of Israel. Now, how did Menachem get this money? He forcibly extracted it from the people. He took it from his soldiers, literally, by doing that, weakening his own defense, by making his own army pay off the king in order to keep Menachem in charge. That's 50 shekels of silver per person. So at that point, the king of Assyria accepted the payment, and he didn't stay there. So Menachem stays in charge. He has a discontented army, and he has a discontented people that he forced them to pay tribute to Assyria rather than fight them in order for, for himself to stay in power. This person, remember, is the person who was so vicious that he led the terrible attack that we read about um, with the atrocities that uh, were mentioned in the verses before. If you want to know more about what Menachem did, they're written, you could read them in the annals of the kings of Israel. Menachem passed away. And Pekachia, who is also known as Pekachia, uh, uh, his son, uh, became ruler after him. So again, Azariah had a long Uziahu who was in Judah, who was a leper at this point, but he reigned for a long time in absentia for, uh, through his son, Yotam. 
So in his 50th year of Azari Melch, Yehuda Malach Pekachia ben Menachem al-Yisrael b'Shermon Shnasayim. Pekachia, the son of Menachem, ruled in Samaria for two years. And just in case you thought, might have thought otherwise, Vayasa Rabbe Ene Adonai, he did evil in God's eyes. Losar Mechatos Yerov Menevot Yisrael, he didn't change straight from the path of the original Jeroboam, the original Yeruvam, that made the pe- led the people into sin. So now we're about to have another coup by someone else. Again, now remember, all the people are upset, especially the armies. So one of the leaders of the army who was angry at Pekachia because of what his father had done, Vayikshar Olov conspired against him, a guy named Pekach ben Rimal Yahu, Shalisho, who was one of his army uh, generals. Vayakehu bishomron, and he struck him down in Samaria, Ba'armon Beis HaMelech, in the palace of the king's house, et Argov, et Ha'aryeh, uh, near the Argov and the Aryeh, V'imo, uh, th- these would be, um, uh, 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 it's not clear, some of the Mepharshim understand, the, the com- commentaries understand them to be uh, uh, strong uh, um, guards, uh, who were with the king, guarding the king, that they were either, that they may have been part of this conspiracy or they may have been standing there and despite them, he struck them down as well, depending on how you read the verse. And with him, he had three, uh, 50 of the, of the Giladites, right? And he killed him, and he took over. So now we have another king, Pekach ben Yermal Yahu, who took over from Pekachia, who was the son of of um of uh of I'm sorry my uh, of Menachem okay who had killed uh, uh, Shalom who had killed Zechariah so it's, this is a, just a giant mess so now at this time so they're a vassal state to Assyria and Pekach ben Mirmalyahu who is part of what his thing is, he was angry that the, we didn't fight, we didn't stand up to Assyria. Pekach ben Ramayahu is going to want to stand up to Assyria and going to want to lead a rebellion against Assyria, which isn't going to go very well, but we're not there yet. And, um, and uh, so he killed Pekachiah, who whose father had paid off Assyria. So, and Pekach and his men were obviously quite upset that they were forced to pay this tribute that they w- didn't want to pay in the begin with. Bishnas Hamishimushtaim Shana, this is verse twenty seven, in the fifty second year, Lazari Melchuda of Azariah the King of Judah, Molach Pekach Ben Rumalyoh Al Yisrael Bishamon Esim Shana, Pekach Ben Rumalyoh ruled over the state the people of Israel in the north in the capital Samaria for twenty years. And again, in case you wanted to know what kind of a guy he was, he also did evil in God's eyes. He continued on the path of the original Jeroboam, led the people in sin. Now at this time, things are getting more heated. Now, Tiglat Pileser, the king of Assyria, Melech Ashur, came. He started to strike. Now it's no more just tribute. Now he's conquering. And he took from Pekach at Iyun vi et Avel beit Macha vi et Yonoach vi et Kedesh vi et Chatzor vi et Hagilod vi et Hagalila Kol Eretz Naftali the entire land of Naftali vayagle Ashura and he took the captives in exile to Assyria. So here he's starting to chip away at the northern kingdom, conquering the areas on the outskirts, not completely conquering the northern kingdom yet, 
So now Pekach is now led the people and led them into, obviously he rebelled against Assyria and no longer wanted to be a vassal anymore. And the punishment came by all of these cities being taken and all of the residents of those cities being exiled into Assyria. So now the people are even more upset. The other uh, people are angry and the army are angry at Pekach for leading them in this. So Vayikshar Kesher Hoshea ben Elah. Another person conspired. Hoshea ben Elah conspired al Pekach ben Rumal Yahu against Pekach the king. Vayakeo and struck him Vayimiseo and killed him. Vayimloch Tachtov and he ruled against, he started ruling Bishnas Esrim in the 20th year of Yotam ben Uziah, of the reign of Yotam, the son of Uziah. So now Pekach is gone and, and Hoshea ben Elah is now in charge. Another conspiracy, another assassination, and another king. So as you can tell, the point being that this just gets worse and worse and worse. Now if you want to read about the history of Pekach, V'yeser, Divrei Pekach, and the other things that Pekach did, if you want to read his history, what he accomplished, what he didn't accomplish, etc., you can go ahead and read the chronicles of the kings of Israel. Now, Bishnas, so this now is the, um, is the, uh, is the, um, uh, the last king that we're going to read about of the, of the northern kingdom of Israel. So we're going to get back to Hosea and the ultimate downfall of the kingdom of Israel uh, soon, but not yet. We're, we're going to leave them there, and let's go, go catch up a little bit before we finish this chapter. Let's catch up on what's going on in Judah. In the second year of the reign of Pekach, Yotam, the son of Uziyahu, he became the king, Melchihuda became the king over Judah. So we're flipping back to the southern kingdom to catch us up. So now we have Yotam being the king at the same time as Pekah. Now just to give you a little background, and you may remember this if you studied with us Isaiah back in the beginning of this podcast, the book of Isaiah, that Pekah, because he wanted to rebel against Assyria, right, he allied himself with Aram. He allied himself with the Aram, the remaining nation Aram, which was by now also a vassal of Assyria. We, we mentioned that in the last couple of podcasts. And he also allied himself with several other smaller nations, like the nation of Tyre, Tsur, and um, uh, it's slipped my mind right now, but you know, other small, uh, several other small nations. The one nation that did not want to join, so in order, by making these alliances, these smaller kings felt that they could make a big enough alliance to counter the increasingly powerful uh, uh, Assyrian Empire, uh, which was really the first of the major empires uh, in, the, in the history of, 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 of the Middle East. Uh, okay, so, um, so, the Pe- uh, so now, now that we're back during the lifetime of Pekach, Yotam, who was the king of Yehuda, the king of Judah, did not join this alliance. And we're going to see why that's important in a second. But there, Yotam in Judah was 25 years old when he became king. He was king for 16 years. His mother's name was Yerusha, daughter of Tzadok. He did proper in the eyes of God. He did like his father Uziyahu did. In other words, he was faithful to God. Min, uh, um, just like Uziyahu was and Hamatziyahu was, the setup give, being given here 
to show us that the people of Judah were more faithful to God. They were far from perfect, as we can tell by reading the words of the prophets uh, of Isaiah and Hosea, who were criticizing the people and their corruption. But they were, to some degree, they were better, especially in their spiritual relationship with God, they were better. However, also he didn't stop with the high places. The people were still bringing sacrifices outside the temple. But he also built up the house of God. He built the, the upper gate, whatever gate that is. There's different opinions as to what exactly gate that's referring to. If you want to know all about what Yotam did, those are written in the annals of the chronicles of the kings of Judah. And then, and as I mentioned before, Pekach ben Rimal Yahu allied himself with the Ritzin, the king of Aram, in order to counter the, um, the uh, Assyrians. And they were upset that Yotam, the king of Judah, did not want to join them in that alliance. And therefore, they attacked the people of Yehuda, the people of Judah. By Yamim Haim in those days, that is, this is the time period where Hechel Adonai, God started Lashliach Yehuda to send against the people of Judah who were also corrupt. And we learn this from all of the prophets, like I mentioned before. Even though they were more faithful to God than the kingdom of Israel, they still were, uh, were corrupt. And, 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 and God punished them in the sense of sending against them Ritzin Melech Aram Viet Pekach Ben Ramal Yahu. So the king of the Israel and the king of Aram acted against the kingdom of Judah in order, and, and, and we know from historical sources and from, and from other sources through the Tanakh, which we mentioned when we studied the other prophets, that their intention was to bring Judah to, they wanted to get rid of Yotam and put in place a monarch that was more friendly to them in the kingdom of Judah in order to bring them into the, their, their, their alliance against Assyria. Vayishkav Yotam and Yavosav, Yotam passed away and he laid with his fathers. Vayikaver and Yavosav, Beir David Avir, and he was buried in the city of David. His ancestor, Vayimloch, Achaz beno Tachtav, and his son Achaz ruled in his stead. And we will learn later that Achaz ultimately did capitulate to the Assyrians rather than join the alliance of the other kings. Um, but that we learn, learn later. We studied that together in Isaiah, and I jumped a little ahead of myself, and I'm sorry for doing that. And we will pick up in the next chapter um, on, on this story of Ahaz uh, and his kingship. So thank you so much for studying chapter 15 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 16 and this entire book of Kings together. Have a wonderful day.